Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Donna K. Henry is one of the best to ever wear a kit at Chattanooga. The Jamaican native came to UTC by way of Queens, New York. She's coaching soccer now in Brooklyn after a professional career and a stint on the Jamaican national team. We'll visit with DK in just a minute, but first, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Mox on the Mic. We're available wherever you download your podcast from. Glad to have you along with us as we head to Brooklyn and visit with former Chattanooga standout, Donna K. Henry. Hey, I appreciate you giving us some time. Um, Let's go back a ways. Now, you are originally from Jamaica. How old were you when your family moved from Jamaica? Um, I was eight years old. Um, I came here very young. Uh, Right now I'm 29 years old, so I've been here for a while. Uh, But yeah, we came here when I was uh, eight years old. Now, given the fact that your your family is from Jamaica, uh, I love Jamaican food. So (laughs) what is your, have you got a favorite dish? Oh, that's so hard. But um. Um, I would say my favorite Jamaican dish would be curry goat and rice, uh, white rice or oxtail and rice and peas. Nice. Hard to go wrong with oxtail. Exactly. <laughs> Hard to go wrong with oxtail. So you went from Jamaica to Queens, New York and from Queens, New York to Chattanooga. Now, there's a couple things. Uh, cultural shock coming from <laughs> Queens to Chattanooga? A little bit, a little bit. Um, the pace was the pace was a lot slower, of course, being from New York, everyone's go, go, go. Um, so going to Tennessee was definitely uh, a pace change, I would say, but I think it was a good one. Um, it's something that stuck with me, you know, just learning to, to live, go a little slower, take the day, take the time, you know what I mean, to, to do the things and enjoy outside, enjoy nature and things like that. So it was, it was, it was a nice change, I would say. Did you know when, first off, in the recruiting process, when were you first approached about coming to Chattanooga? Sheesh, that was so long ago. Um, let's think about it. Um, Kaiser, J.D. Kaiser, um, the coach that was coaching for UTC at the time, he saw me playing at a college showcase. I think I want to say my senior year in college, I was guest playing with a team, um, Arbor Neal Strikers. Um, and we were at some, I, I truly don't remember where we were playing, but we were there and he, uh, we played, I played well. He approached my coach and uh, came to speak to us. And, and that was the first time I, I want to say I went to I want to say in 2008, that was 2008. Did you have any familiarity at all with Chattanooga? Oh my gosh, no, not at all. Not at all. I didn't even know what was Chattanooga or anything like that. Um, So it was definitely something completely new, um, but I was truly open to, you know, just hearing what coach had to say and, and what, what I could help uh, the school with, you know. Was there a moment when you knew this is the right fit for me? This is this is where I belong. This is where I need to go. Honestly, um, I spoke to my mom about it after we came back from the tournament, um, and then you know, Coach Kaiser kept in contact before I even came in for my official visit. And after the visit, uh, both my mom and I went. And after that, 
during the visit, we just knew that this was the place for me. Um, yeah, after the visit, when I met all uh, the team, when Coach Kaiser took me to meet uh, the players and the staff and things like that, and it was just, everything just clicked. I felt comfortable. My mom, as soon as, my mom is a very particular type of person, so when she gives you the, the yes, it's a yes. So, yeah. You gotta keep mama happy, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> now, did you play other sports when you were growing up? Yes, actually. I actually didn't start playing soccer till I was 11 years old. Um, I have an older brother that obsessed with soccer since he was a child in Jamaica. So once I came, we both came here, he started playing for uh, a team in Rosedale, Queens. And I started playing, uh, like, I guess, intramurals at the age of 11. Um, but... He played every sport. I did everything he did. I played uh, in high school. I played softball. I played basketball uh, all year round and soccer as well. And just for fun, played a little football with him as well. So I kind of did everything. <laughs> now, was soccer your favorite? Um, I wouldn't. It was a mixture between basketball and soccer because I'm a huge fan of basketball. Even though I started playing late, just the love I have for it, watching and playing and the energy and the excitement. Um, I would say it's a mixture, but I always just excelled naturally at soccer. So that's the sport I stuck with. So growing up in Queens, does that make you a, does that make you a Knicks fan? Oh, uh, I mean, like I said, so I started basketball a lot later in my life. Um, I actually started in junior high school when I went to go try out for the JV team with all my friends. And turns out I had good hands, uh, ball handling skills and I was really quick. So I sadly made the varsity team and I was not excited about it, but the coach was just like, we want you here. And it turned out to be the best choice for me. It was amazing. Um, but yeah. You were you were such a, a huge part of UTC soccer when you were here. Can you share a couple of memories with us of, of your time at, at UTC? Uh, definitely. Um, UTC is, is a place that will forever be in my heart because of the experience that I had um, playing there. Um, the team truly made me feel like I was at home. Like they took me in as family, being that I was so far away from home. Um, it was just such a great experience uh, with the team uh, playing and everything. It just felt like I didn't have anything to worry about. If I needed something, I didn't have a car. My teammates were there to help me. Uh, if I needed anything, uh, anything financially or help, um, everyone made sure I was okay. Being Because they all, most of the players were from Tennessee or somewhere close, right? Um, so I, I believe I was the, the player that was the furthest away. Um, and so they just made me feel like, you know, I was at home and, and that, that, that truly helped me to be comfortable and helped me to play the way I played because I had nothing to worry about. If I needed something, any guidance, any help, parents, other, other players, parents, uh, came in, invited me to like, for instance, um, Thanksgiving, I always had somewhere to go always. So it was just, uh, just a great experience and, and, the community that the athletic department had, uh, not just the soccer team, the softball team, the basketball team, everyone was just so t uh, so much togetherness. And that truly um, left a great uh, experience for me for, from UTC. Yeah, I was excited to get a chance to, to talk to you because you've played professionally and I want to get to that. 
But I think one of the coolest things that you got the chance to do was you played in the 2014 CONCACAF Women's Championship. Uh, For those that maybe aren't familiar with CONCACAF, can you tell people about what you have to do to qualify, kind of how that tournament works? Yeah, so each um, that tournament, this how it works is each uh, each team basically has to play a certain amount of games to qualify. So, for instance, Jamaica being one of the, I guess you'd say the lower uh, level teams, we had to play a lot of pre-qualifying games to even make it to the Concacaf. Uh, tournament where we played like teams like Mexico and teams like USA and Costa Rica and things like that. So we had to go through at least three uh, stages before that, um, where we went to, if I can remember correctly, I know the Gold Cup was in um, Trinidad. We had to win, uh, qualify, had to finish top two to make it to CONCACAF, in which we did. Um, But it was a a long process, truly. Um, But definitely one that I will never forget. Um, and, um, but the, but the, the, the tournament in order to get to the CONCACAF is a difficult one because I mean, they tried to vet out the, the lead, uh, the not as strong teams, obviously to get to the, uh, the top tournament. And, um, it was, it was a little difficult, but Jamaica was able to, uh, put together a team and, and, um, do well enough to, I, th- I believe we finished second place in the Gold Cup uh, in Trinidad, and that's what qualified us for that CONCACAF tournament. I, I want to ask you, um, uh, just to kind of stay with that that CONCACAF theme here for another minute, mm-hmm. you guys played Mexico. Yes. In a game that was played at RFK Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, you scored a goal against Mexico in RFK Stadium. I want to know, what is it like to play on that kind of a stage uh, against a team like Mexico and be able to come away with a goal. Ah, wow. That was, that's still one of my favorite memories of my career, actually. Um, It was, it was truly an experience that you can only like understand if you've been in it. Like I can't really explain how it was. It was just like, wow, we're here um, for me to score that goal in front of uh, my fans. My family even drove down uh, to to be there. So it was truly, it was amazing to be on TV. My friends from UTC soccer team watching me on TV, uh, scoring this amazing goal and, and just being there uh, to support me and reach out afterwards, just saying, you know, great game and things like that. It was, it was truly amazing. Take us through, if you will, your soccer career since you've left uh, UTC. Where all have you been? Where all have you played? Man, I've played so many places. Um, uh, When I left UTC, my first place that I went to play was Western New York Flash in 2012 um, for the WPSL Elite. That was before um, the NWSL uh, started back. So at that time in 2012, there was – um, the league had folded, so they had like kind of a summer league. Um, and so that's where I played in 2012. Uh, for that summer, we won, we won championship for that summer. Um, and then after that, I went to Switzerland um, in 2013 to play in the top league in Switzerland. I played for FC Neunkirk, um, and that was a great experience as well. Um, after that, 20, 
that's oh after switzerland then i got um introduced to the jamaican national team i was able to got called into camp i uh tried out as they would say <laughs> and after that everything else was history um i made the team and then that's when we went to the um the tournament that's when i started playing so then um once we did the CONCACAF tournament, qualified for all of that, I got invited to play in um, Iceland, Iceland in 2018 um, for UMF Selfos, uh, one of my favorite teams that I've played with uh, throughout my career. That's also the first division in, um, in Iceland. And then since then, I was in Iceland from 2015 to 2017. The end of 2017. Um, I played for UMF Selfless and then for one year, great experience. Um, another team in that same uh, league basically wanted to me to come to their team for the next couple of seasons. Uh, that's FC Starnin. Um, and I played for them for the for the other two seasons. Um, for that team, we qualified for the Champions League. So I even played in the Women's Champions League in 2016 uh, with them and made it to the round of 16, which is amazing. Um, so yeah, it was it. That's that was kind of my my um, the highlight of my pro playing career. Um, and then as well, last um, last year, I played for a team in Ireland called Sion Swift, and that was the last team that I played with. Yes. Switzerland, Iceland, Ireland. Which was your favorite place to play in? Wow. Um, I think I want to say Iceland because I spent majority of my time there. And the, t the, the people and the culture and the atmosphere of Iceland is just amazing. It truly left like just a warm feeling in basically in my heart for the people and uh, the teams that I've played in Iceland. Definitely Iceland. Um, and also the country is beautiful. I mean, Switzerland is beautiful. Ireland is beautiful as well. But Iceland is just amazing. I'm sure you've all heard about how beautiful the nature and all the natural things that go on there. So, yeah, I would definitely say Iceland. So what are you currently up to soccer-wise now? You're still a part of the Jamaican national team, right? Um, currently, I haven't played with them since the last um, – how long was that? I want to say since about two, three years now, um, I've been focusing on coaching. So that's what I'm doing now. I am, I started my own private training uh, company uh, for youth, um, kids, uh, young kids, kids going into high school, kids wanting to go to college, um, basically just where players can come and improve their individual performance um, through technical, uh, consistent technical training. So once they go back to their team, their uh, performance is heightened and they can, you know, do their best that way. Yeah. So and where are you located at? I am currently in Brooklyn, New York. That's where I stay now. Yes. So what's next? Is that, is that kind of what you want to continue with? Do you want to coach? Yes, I, I definitely want to coach. Uh, but for me, it's not about – for me, uh, my main focus is at the youth level because I feel like that's where you can truly instill um, different things in the players and where you can, you can help them uh, grow from, from, from a young age as opposed to getting a player that's uh, truly um, – 
you know, truly already into their career. Um, I do work with players like that as well, but my, my preference is to work with the youth um, age group where I can, you know, instill that love for the game, teach them, you know, how to enjoy their football and how to, you know, be the best they can on and off the field. So for me, that's, that's my passion right now. And that's, that's where I've uh, channeled my energy um, into that. Um, I'm currently playing on a, a futsal team in New York City called NY Ecuador FC Women's. Um, so once COVID, you know, stops and all that, we will get back to that. So, but right now, coaching and playing futsal um, for fun. Yes. It's early August when we uh, when we record this. Uh, you, you mentioned COVID. You're in Brooklyn. What's it like right now uh, to be in, in in Brooklyn with this going on? Well, it, it, it's, it's a lot better now, honestly. Um, when we first heard about it in, in about March, um, it was pretty crazy because everyone, you know, we had to stay inside for about two, two months, they would say, uh, go outside very little or if, if you had to or if you were still working. But, you know, it's gotten better. I was actually able to leave the city for a bit. I, I was able to go down to Tennessee uh, to visit some family and uh, – went to Virginia as well to visit some family. So in that time, I was able to just, you know, get away from the city a little bit um, and just be more outside and be in the, um, you know, nature and just enjoy my time not being in my house or my apartment in New York City. So that was truly nice. Um, but now it's it's much better. Things are, I think we're in phase four of opening up. Um, however, I'm still, you know, trying to do as much to stay um, safe and keep people around me safe. Um, and so it's, it's, it's gotten much better. I think it's cases are dropping and people are, you know, protecting each other by wearing masks and staying uh, sanitizing and all that stuff. So it's gotten a lot better. It's, it's a lot better. You mentioned the NWSL. I, I wanted to get your thoughts on this, uh, on this anyway, you, you mentioned it a moment ago, but uh, how important do you think it is, not just for the sport of soccer, but for women's soccer in particular, for the NWSL? Uh, I thought it was huge for them to be the first professional league to get back on the field uh, after COVID or, or after the, you know, when things started to open up again after the pandemic. thought it was huge for the sport. thought it was huge for women's soccer. Give me your thoughts on, on that league and as someone that is – in the business, so to speak, of soccer, how important uh, do you feel like that league is just, just to give young ladies an opportunity that can continue to play the sport? It's extremely important. Um, as you know, uh, female sports don't get as much, uh, I guess you'd say, publicity or, or um, airtime as male sports. So for the NWSL to start back, be one of the first um, leagues to start back up. It allows our young female players to see our, our their older players, you know, doing what they want to do um, in the future. So I think it's a huge, huge, huge impact on on the women's football uh, community. And it's only, especially with all that they're doing as well. Even though they're the first uh, league to start back up, they're doing so, so much more um, in pushing the women's sports. Um, I recently was watching a, a Zoom uh, call with the director of the NWSL and all that she's trying to do to get 
the woman more uh, publicity and 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 be to be seen more more airtime, you know, because it's it's truly difficult to get people to watch the games if they're not being shown. So, with that being said, I think they're on a great great path to creating, you know a better pathway for players um, in order to even stay in the U.S., you know, to play in the U.S. Because a lot of players are looking to go overseas because they feel like the, 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 the leagues in the U.S. aren't giving them as, as much, um, I guess, as much opportunity. Um, so I think that it's, it's, it, it's truly great that what the NWSL is doing and that they're continuing to try to better, better the league for the young players coming up and the current players that are there. Donna Kay, thank you. Stay safe and uh, keep us updated on how your coaching's going. We, we want to do this again one day. Yes, definitely. Um, my, it's a pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. And it's a pleasure seeing you. Um, Chris, nice to meet you. And uh, Tate, nice to meet you as well. Um, but yeah, I will definitely keep you guys updated. My training is called DK Henry Soccer Training. And I hope to continue to do what I do, share my love and passion for this game with the upcoming uh, players of today. So thank you guys. Thanks to DK for being with us this week. And certainly we wish her all the best in her coaching endeavors. Thanks to Ann Weehunt for helping us set this interview up. Our producer is the amazing juggling artist known as Tate Johnson. I'm Chris Goforth and until next time, stay safe. So long everybody and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review, and we'll see you again soon.